Hi, Diana. Hello, Erin. I really hope this works. That would be great. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme and Diana Seacon, where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system, but we're still crazy for a good true crime story. Yay! Yay! I just feel like we need to cheer. I feel like it. All right. So, Diana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So what's your favorite thing that you learned this week while doing your research? Um, So this week I learned that the official name for the guy outside the sideshow tent at a circus, the one that's Mm -hmm. calling, like, the one that's telling the crowd about the show, Mm -hmm. the name is Belly Talker. Belly Talker. Mm -hmm. I, as you were saying all of that, I was thinking... I bet I know that, like, I feel like I know this. And as soon as she says it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know. No, I didn't know that. No, I had never heard that. But it made me think that, like, the ballet talker and the gandy dancer. Yes. <laughs> should should get together somehow. I agreed. So they can both have much less exciting jobs than we hoped. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I learned as little as possible. um i'm always messing stuff up with my learning i know i i try really hard not to learn i bet you did it'll come to you it probably will at some point i'll be like sharks oh my god that's what i learned there we go (laughs) there it is sharks so this was a follow-up from an earlier episode and i learned that um that sharks have really strong digestive juices because they'll swallow food and it'll go into like the first part of their stomach Mm -hmm. um, before their intestines and it will get just dissolved into like it's liquefied and nothing that isn't liquid can go any further and so anything they can't immediately digest gets thrown up. So it does not answer the question of how that dude's arm stayed intact well, but at all. Also, if, if you said immediately thrown up, like within um, the week, it's not super immediate. No, it's not. And, and immediately thrown up might be some of my commentary on it. Okay. But it, if it can't be liquefied, it gets regurgitated. So that first shark, the inner shark, had to have been eaten pretty quick after he got to the arm. Yeah, but that wouldn't immediately kill the enzymes in his stomach that are dissolving things. Like, they would continue to dissolve things in his stomach. So So maybe it really was, like, caught in his throat. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's possible, if he was in the process of eating the arm, that that made him more in danger of being eaten by another shark who perhaps was attracted by the same blood smell in the water or Tasty whatever. Morsel. Right. And so he he's trying to swallow something that's too big for him, which honestly it probably was. If he was small enough to be swallowed by another shark. Right. And large enough to get the arm in his mouth like he might have been sort of disabled by this arm hanging out of his mouth right and that's how he got that's just incredible because you know I've looked at the pictures and we posted them on on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot 
like that tattoo is remarkably sharp. It is for oh, being totally a, recognizable. A 1930s tattoo, which yeah. are not to the standards that we have today, right? And also having been in a couple of sharks, right, for at least a week, right. Like that's just yeah. Well, for under a week, but we don't know if it was like yeah. Within a week could have been that day. I don't know. I also don't even with that research. Like I don't know how much distance there is between the shark's throat and the stomach where the acids live. I would imagine that there is a lot of protection to the shark, like mm-hmm. a better. Um, it's not the pyloric sphincter. What is? What do we have that? That prevents our acid from coming back out when oh. people with heartburn don't have a good one. Is that the... It's not the hiatal. But one of those. Yeah. The, he must yeah, have a pretty good one of those, right? If yeah, his stomach acid is that strong, I would think that that his body would want to definitely keep that in his stomach. Well, yeah. Otherwise, he'd have terrible sharky heartburn. Sharky heartburn <laughs> in his poor tummy. In his poor tum-tum all the way up the throat. Right. I suppose, and yeah, if it was a smaller shark, and the the arm was maybe just in his esophagus, like yeah. hadn't made it all the way down to the hadn't stomach, down. or if he was like choking on it, and that's what made him easy prey for the larger shark. He's trying to swallow it. He's unable to swallow it. He's having some sort of issue. So we may have to look this up, but I seem to remember hearing at one point that humans are the only animals that choke. Really? Yeah, we are designed dumbly, which is not a word. And yet, it's the perfect I, word. Right. No, um, I would have to look it up, but I think we are the only ones that choke. Anyway, mm. back on track. So there we go. I have some stories for you. Yay! I have tell. two. <gasps> Excellent. So the first one I have is a little bit longer, and the second one is just sort of fun and silly. So I'll save that one for the end. So I'm just going to go ahead and spoiler it from the very beginning. And the title I gave this was The Murder of Judy Southern. Okay, so spoiler alert, she dies. Oh, man. I know, I know. Sorry, Judy. Killed you off right away. Yeah. So this takes place in the early 2000s. Mostly it takes place in 2000, um, the summer of 2000. And, of course, the, the main character is Judy Southern, who is married to Alan Southern. Judy and Alan are, um, they're married, but it is not going well. Mm. And they're both having affairs. Awesome. And her husband, Alan, is very jealous, even though he is also cheating on her. So that seems awfully unfair. Mm -hmm. But jealous enough that he has bugged their phone line so that he can catch her having conversations with other people. And Alan. All right. (laughs) dick um <laughs> yeah so she knows that her phone is bugged and that her husband is listening and um but or she suspects it so she and her twin sister whose name is uh, trudy i know judy and trudy but judy and trudy were twins and so they they were very close and they spent a lot of time on the phone they're both adults obviously and um actually judy is almost 40 at this point and she would get on the phone with her sister and they would have these phone calls and to test to see whether or not they were being recorded, they would make things up. And then when it came back out, they they knew they were being recorded. So they, they pretty much just like said bullshit things on the phone, but nothing about the affairs. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, 
they Judy had decided she was going to leave Alan. They were going to separate. Um, but she was also afraid of him. And so she told her friends and she told her sister that if anything ever happened to her, it was Alan. Alan did it. Uh, and so one day on June 7th, 2000, when Judy was 39 years old, uh, her husband, she, she picked up the phone and she called her husband, her cell phone. And he didn't answer. He, she actually called him at work and he'd already left work to come home. And so he wasn't there to answer the phone. Uh, and then he arrived home a little bit later to find her in the yard in and out of consciousness, she'd been shot in the stomach. <gasps> and so there's a 911 call that you can listen to. It was on the episode of Forensics Files where I, I watched some of this. Um, and he he's going on about, oh, she she's shot. There's blood. There's, you know, she's oh, and pretty panicked, pretty convincingly panicked. Yeah. Um, and he puts her in the car. Now, I don't know why she didn't call 911. Well, I mean, she's being all shot in the yard and whatnot it's true but she also called somebody that she was afraid of to come and save her like she would make the comment to someone that if anything ever happened it's him but then when something did happen she called him which i think is a little i mean i'm sure it was not she didn't give it that much thought at all like it was just she just hit the first number on her phone or whatever else well and did she call like, do we think that she had been shot before he call- she called him at the office when he didn't answer? Yes. Okay. So after she was shot, she arrived home. She went into the house. She was shot. She came out into the yard. This is like the, the official story. She came out into the yard um, to get away from whoever was doing the shooting in the house. She pulled out her cell phone when she could go no further, and she called her husband's office. He didn't answer because he wasn't there. And then, uh, then he got home. And found her in the yard. Well, let's also remember that in 2000, there was no iPhone. No. That she probably had a plan that let her have 30 minutes a month. Right. And maybe she just hit the last number. Well, right. Or, or like the one speed dial. Well, right. Because if you... held down that number. You know, she had like... A, I'm picturing my old flip phone or like mm-hmm. the Nokia that I had at that yeah. time with all the sweet ass faceplates. Like, if you hit that middle button twice, it called the last person. It it did. Yeah, and so that's definitely definitely a possibility. It doesn't really matter so much, except that I sort of wonder if she would have lived if she had called someone else. Mm. Um, Not because of anything he did, but just a time kind of Right, so much time. Well, and I remember, too, like, back then, you couldn't effectively call 911 from a cell phone. They had no way to track where you were. right. And um, that was something we actually looked into since Liam has food allergies and stuff about installing a landline in the house. Right. So that it would be easier to track us should we need an ambulance speak. or something. Right. Well, no, I was just thinking if we need an ambulance, I I am not good with directions at the best of times. To right. try to get any of that out of me when I'm panicked <laughs> isn't yeah. going to go well. And if they can't figure out where I am by my phone number and send the ambulance to my house, that's not helpful. Yeah. Or if... Right. If you're if you're not coherent enough for whatever reason to give directions or if you have a, a sitter or a family member right. or somebody who doesn't know your 911 address or, or my husband, your husband doesn't know your address. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk to Jeff. <laughs> well, he never uses it. I guess that's you true. know he changed his address at work and that was kind of it. And now every once in a while when it comes up, he's like, and our zip code is. Really? <laughs> ours is super easy. I was pretty excited that our zip code is, it is only three numbers that repeat in a very nice pattern. Very nice. So, very nice. Um, so 
husband decides it will be faster, and he may be right, to stick her in the back of the car and drive while he's on the phone with 911 instead of calling for an ambulance. That may be true. I don't know. I don't know where they were. Um, I guess that if an ambulance could have arrived there in the same amount of time that he went to the hospital, at least she would be getting care. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, He drives to the hospital while still on the phone. And on the phone with 911, they say, who shot her? And he says, I I don't know. He says, she's she's shot in the lower right abdomen, which is very specific. Um, And she said, somebody bury Somebody Barry shot her. Okay. So get to the hospital. There's nothing the doctors can do. Mm. And she dies. So Judy's gone. Now it's a murder. So, of course, the very first thing that they do is go, hmm, everyone in her life says if anything should ever happen to her, Alan's the one that did it. But back at her house, which is now the crime scene, they find a bunch of cigarette butts that have like a whole bunch of cigarette butts. And every room in the house, this person has been in every room in the house, they um, touched everything. They So the series of things that the, the shooter did were very interesting. He... Um, he went through all of their stuff. I'm trying to remember what, like, the first one in the list was. It was just sort of a typical, like, either I'm here to rob the house or I'm, like, sitting around waiting to kill somebody or whatever. Having the, some Cheetos. Yeah, Taking right. Taking a nice bath. Take a bath. <laughs> he also played a video game. No, he was right at home. He also, and had been there for some time, apparently. He also, which was also sort of a, a childlike, younger person thing to do. Well, did he, like, advance the game along? Did anybody I, get anything from I this? don't know. This is a good question. <laughs> he also used a sex toy on himself that apparently belonged to the couple. Ew! That's going to come back around at some point. And he also smoked a ton of cigarettes. So they compare, um, you know, fingerprints on these things that are out of place. And they compare DNA that's on the cigarette butts, which apparently it's very challenging you can definitely get dna from a cigarette butt but like getting enough to make different kinds Mm -hmm. of matches is very hard or at least it was in 2000 i'm sure now it's different well right i mean the human genome had just been sequenced in 2000 yeah yeah all very very new and it didn't sound like they were from a particularly big town although i didn't bother to write it down (laughs) um and so they determined right away that and plus alan had an alibi like he'd been coming from the office she had tried to call him at the office and not reached him somebody spoke to her alive after he left and she was asking for him like after she'd been shot so they knew it couldn't be him so then the next assumption was well he's hired somebody well to kill her did they talk to the person that she actually talked to because i'm guessing like again in 2000 everybody had a desk phone i suppose people still do we just work for a tech company right Um, but like did she seem panicked? Did she seem like she'd recently been shot in the lower right abdomen? Yeah. <laughs> so I 
there wasn't a whole lot of mention of that person. I think because they they very quickly with the DNA and the cigarettes, like they when they saw the cigarettes, they knew it wasn't them. Both of them smoked, Judy and Alan, but they smoked a different brand of cigarette. These were very different. Like I think they just very quickly were able to, and that might have been part of it, but to rule out that he physically committed the murder. Mm-hmm. And but they immediately moved on to well, surely he hired somebody to kill her. Sure. So they then are looking at, like, why Barry? Like, who is this Barry person that she's talking about? And where she had fallen in the yard, there was a crumpled piece of paper that I, it sounded like she had carried from the house with her. And they examined this, and it's a suicide note. And it's a suicide note to a woman named Melanie. And it says, to my wife, Melanie. And it goes through, and then it's signed by a man whose first name is Jonathan, and last name is B with, like, some squiggles and kind of a Y at the end. So she obviously had this note in her possession. She had read it, presumably before being shot, Mm -hmm. like, perhaps walked into the house and found it or whatever, and assumed the last name was Barry. So they start looking up. Oh, the other thing about... Well, I'll tell you in a minute what the suicide note says because it's horrific. Oh, but the they they start looking up like Melanie and Jonathan B. You know, it's not Barry; it's Binny B I N N E Y is okay. the last name. So they find him very quickly. It turns out he's a neighbor. He lives right down the street or like right around the corner, and he is married to a woman named Melanie. He is also out on bail at the moment awaiting trial for another crime mm. which is mentioned in the suicide note so the suicide note written to his wife is like i didn't want things to turn out this way i'm really sorry i can't cope with this i can't go to jail for raping our three month old so this week aaron's a bummer what the f- so he had wait recently- wait wait mm-hmm. that bitch let him back in the house Apparently, I. So whether or not he was allowed back in the house, I'm not totally clear. I suppose that doesn't mean he was living there necessarily, right? But he assumed their relationship was still still solid enough that he would want to write her a suicide note explaining his actions, not about the daughter, but about why he was killing himself. No, no, no. And leaving her everything. In the end, he's like, I leave everything to my beloved wife, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, she gets it anyway because you're married, asshole. Right. Also, when you rape your three-month-old daughter, relationship damaged. Oh, irreparably. Yeah. Like, you're lucky she didn't kill you. I would have deeply considered it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there would have been a whole lot of, like, consideration. Like, I, I think it would just be blind rage. And Well, again, like... I don't like guns. I don't have any. I'd have to figure out how to do it. Like there'd be research involved. I mean. Oh, I don't know. Well, I. I just don't have good killing implements around the house. I don't know. I have very poor upper body strength. Like I couldn't be a strangler. Like I'm just, I'm a really ineffective killer, I think. Yeah, but you've got heavy shit. You could just. But I can't lift any of it. (laughs) but, But if he's asleep, just smash his brains in. You only have to lift it. Like one good time. God damn. Plus the rage. Adrenaline. I think you'd be okay. There would be the rage. Yeah. I'm kind of enraged now just thinking about it. Right? Oh, it was it was horrific. Uh 
so they find and arrest him pretty early, pretty easily. And they, once they, they of course assume he's been hired. But once they get him in interrogation, he, like, just talks to them. He just tells them everything. Oh, wow. Which, to be fair, he brought his suicide note to the house where he murdered someone and then left it there, signed with his wife's name, his name, and his crime. Like, there was no denying, plus his DNA and fingerprints and God knows what else and, all and over the house. And his prowess on The Sims? What was big in 2000? Yes, I don't even know. and whatever was left on the toy. I don't know. Dude. Like, oh. I know. I know that that's not like the highlight or the worst part of the story. And at the same time, I feel like that's kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like I could never be that casual. If I were there to kill somebody, I feel like the last thing on my mind would be, I think I have some minutes. Let's go find a sex toy and take care of some business here. Well, right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, he obviously wasn't right. No. So maybe there was something twisted. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I mean, the it. snack I can see, even the video game, but. Right. Like, the if masturbation is a step too far. <laughs> well, right. Especially because he wasn't there to do anything. Like, he didn't do anything to her other than he shot her. When she walked in the room, he shot her. So. Were all of his other needs just sated at that I point? guess so. I mean, but he didn't come to sexually assault and. He didn't come to, like, it wasn't a, a serial killer, like, I'm getting something else out of this. It was a, I am in this house to shoot this, whoever walks through the door. It wasn't even her. Like, he planned on killing everyone. So it wasn't even specifically her. It was just she showed up. She was the one that showed up. Oh. And then he left before anybody else did. Wow. Because I guess she didn't die right away I don't know anyway so they question him and they're like okay we know you did it yeah I did who hired you how much did he pay you what were the arrangements how did you meet blah 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 nobody hired me I went in there I waited when someone got home I shot them I killed them like that was what I did I would like the death penalty Uh uh-huh so ultimately they had to agree that he did not get hired for this murder. And the thing that he said that convinced them that he really did just show up to randomly kill whoever walked through the door, he said, I can't go to prison for raping an infant because I won't survive. So I had to do something worse to go to prison for. And now I can go to prison as a murderer instead of a child rapist. And... I'll be safe. Like, I still want the death. I mean, he was still suicidal. I still want the death penalty. Like, put me on death row. But at least it is as a murderer and not as somebody who hurt a baby. Oh, my God. I'd beat him just on principle. Well, instead, they convicted him and sent him to prison on death row for both the murder and the rape of his three-month-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And so he was convicted and sentenced November 14th, 2002. So a little over two years after the crime, which 
means that he was in jail for both of those things. Because I am certain murder violated his parole that he was out on. <laughs> so. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that, yeah. <laughs> um, so he was in some sort of prison or jail population for about two years before they put him on death row, where I believe you have a little bit more protection from general population. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully those two years were hell. Yeah. So this week, I'm the total bummer. I will make up for it with my next story. But well, I'm not going to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd start off with infants being hurt and awesome you know, women being murdered for absolutely no reason other than I just needed to kill someone. Well, so there we uh, in continuing in that theme. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I am bummed out now. <laughs> you know, well, so, and then I'm, I'm torn. I'm not torn because he's awful and I hope he got everything that he deserves. Complete piece of shit. On the other hand, that was good reasoning. It, it was, it was a legitimate attempt at a plan. I mean, I see where not, he got there. Right. There's not a whole lot of, yeah, exactly. And there's not a whole lot of other things you could do at that point to attempt to save yourself from what was most certainly your fate. I mean, fate that you totally chose and deserved, but like, right. But he, it was also short sighted. Did he think that once you murder somebody, like all other charges are dropped because I you think... can still go to prison as both a kitty fucker and a murderer. Right. As he learned, I imagine that there was some serious lack of intelligence going on. Well, or or short-sightedness or drugs or something. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of wonder, I mean, sometimes when people are convicted of something really monstrous, they they don't bother to try them on all of the smaller, like to, to waste more money. Right. But, but sexual assault on an infant isn't a minor charge. It's not. Charge. Like, I can imagine, like, maybe we'll overlook that DUI. Right. But we're still going to nail you for the murdering. Right. And it is a premeditated murder, but, like, I'm not going to charge you for the theft of the food and the breaking and entering and all of the related crimes. Yeah. The Cheetos are that. yours. Right, right. But, I mean, maybe that maybe that was his understanding as as limited as it was was you know if i do this they are going to be so interested in convicting me of this that that other thing will just it won't be the headline like uh. i'll go to jail as somebody who killed somebody leave me alone and not somebody who is now going to be everybody's bitch well and i also don't think that when you go to prison for murder that you get to claim the like I murdered people, so leave me alone. Because a lot of people in there did. Right. (laughs) It's true. You're like, I don't think if I murdered people, which I'm not gonna, like, that I would get to go to prison and be like, bitch, I'm a murderer. Because y'all are. (laughs) Yeah. There's lots more like me here. But I think it also depends. Because, like, Sophia's birth mom is in prison for drug related offenses and, and pretty. I mean, obviously not minor. She's in prison. Right. But a lot of, like, she never hurt anybody. There was no violence of any kind. She didn't, you know, 
nothing like that, but she's definitely in the same facility with all of the worst female murderers in Virginia. But are they like all in general pop together? They're not so, segregated at all by um some of them she definitely will eat in the same cafeteria with them. But but yes. There is definitely contact with murderers even for nonviolent offenders. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just more encouraged than usual to not ever end up in prison. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. It can't happen. No, 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 no. So, no. Anyway, there's my bummer of a story. Yay. Continue the sadness for us, Diana. Alrighty. Well, you have this look on your face that says we will not be laughing at all. I mean, we might. Okay. <laughs> All right, Diana, tell us another bummer of a story. All right. Make us laugh along the way. I'll do what I can. Okay. Before I tell you about the actual story that caught my attention, I need to tell you about this guy and a little bit about his past. Okay. So Stuart Weldon was born in 1977. Mm -hmm. I was also born at that point. (gasps) Not me. In Jamaica, Queens, New York. Okay. I have never been there. I have never been there either. All right. Stuart Weldon. Yes. Born in 1977 in Jamaica, Queens. Yes. When he was a teenager. That's how we got there. That is how we got there. (laughs) When he was a teenager, he moved with his family to Montclair, New Jersey, which apparently is a very nice suburb of New York. Okay. If you say so, it's still in New Jersey. Right. His father died in 96, so he's about 19 at that time. And according to his, they kept calling him his former friend. Oh. <laughs> Is that formerly friend or formerly alive? No, he's still alive, oh, okay. as far as I can tell. But apparently they are, they are no longer friends. <laughs> so this childhood friend, Dwight Pottinger. Oh. Yeah. It's unfortunate on both ends. Yeah. So... Buddy Dwight said that after Stuart's dad died, like his mom really spoiled him. Okay. When Stuart was 19, he and Dwight were arrested together. They went to the mall. They picked up three girls and offered them rides home. Oh. They dropped the first two off. Oh. But then they refused to let the third one get out of the car. Dwight threatened her with a gun. She was sexually assaulted. Oh, my God. Before ta- being taken back to her parents' house. They were both charged with sexual assault. <laughs> and Dwight was also charged with making terroristic threats, aggravated criminal sexual assault, and kidnapping. Well, all right. Later that year, Stewart was arrested again on gun charges and kidnapping. He took a plea deal, got three years probation. I'm sorry. Kidnapping, three years probation? That is not okay. You're, you're going to be real mad by the end of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm already mad. So while in New Jersey, he was also charged with burglary and theft twice. At some point, a little foggy on this, he moved to Massachusetts. First to an apartment complex. So it said apartment complex, but then it showed pictures. And it's really like a Victorian house that they just added a whole bunch to the side. It looked like it might have been pretty cool. Yeah. But he lived there and he seems like a dick. Wow. 
he doesn't even seem like I think we can categorically state right that he is a dick well it also mentioned that this apartment complex in Westfield his aunt lived and uh at the end of all this I'm not gonna go into it but his aunt gave interviews about the goings-on mm-hmm. she needs to be quiet and out of the public like she is not helping <laughs> anywho he moved to Westfield where this aunt lived and then in 2016, his mom bought a house in Springfield, Massachusetts, and he moved in there with her. Okay. How well, old was he at that point? Well, this is like two years ago, so he's two years younger than I am, so late 30s. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, though, that he would move back in with his mother because he's such a criminal genius. He did not seem to be what one would call an employed man. Right, right, right. Yeah. While in Massachusetts, both in uh, Westfield in the possibly pretty cool apartment complex and while living with his mumsy, he continued... Mumsy. (laughs) That's what I call my mom. (laughs) Mumsy. Mumsy. He continued to have some run-ins with the law. In 2010, he was arraigned on 15 counts, including breaking and entering in the nighttime with intent to commit a felony... Failure to stop for police, assault with a dangerous weapon, assault and battery on a police officer, as well as motor vehicle charges and civil infractions. Holy shit. In both 2008 and 2012, he was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. In 2012, he pled guilty to a burglary charge and was sentenced to a year and a day in a New Jersey jail. What? Oh, but wait, there's more. I feel like already, before you even do more, like... I, I think we'll just send him in prison forever. Like, there, nothing good is going to come from this guy. No. In 2015, he was charged with assault and battery and assault with a dangerous weapon after allegedly threatening to shoot people in a bar. Okay. Uh, a year later, he was stopped, like a traffic stop, and the officer saw an open, half-empty can of beer in the car. I don't know why this made the list because out of all of the shit this guy has yeah. done, half Open a beer container is not well. Especially, yeah, it's not like it was a half a bottle of whiskey, or right? No, Everclear. half a can of beer, right? <laughs> but you know, got nicked for that. He he's definitely not one where they were like, eh, there are some bigger things to deal with here. Let's just drop all the little stuff and get you on the big stuff. Yeah, like my guy, no, no. In two thousand seventeen. He Mm -hmm. was arrested, and warrants were issued for a just truly ridiculous amount of traffic violations. Like, I couldn't even get a count on them, including a high-speed chase with police and failure to stop for police, separate incidents. Oh, my God. Well, so there should have been two failure to stops then, right? Can you you physically have a high-speed chase that doesn't include a... One of the articles I read mentioned that, and I don't know if if it was this high speed chase, it may have been because there have been several, but one of them was called off. So I wonder if that was it, that they knew who he was, like they had the license plate, but they couldn't catch up with him. I suppose that's still still failure to stop. stop. Presumably if they are chasing you, their lights are on, so you ought to stop. Right. I don't know. But they were like, in this circumstance. Whatever. You get a pass. Yeah. We know you're generally a good kid. Sure. <laughs> That's what he seems like. Generally a good kid. Generally a well-behaved young man. In October of last year, 
He was arrested after a police officer saw him attack a woman on the street. Oh, my God. While being taken into custody, he resisted the nine officers that were trying to subdue him with fists, stun guns, and batons, and he bit one in the leg. Okay, so this dude is, he's like the Hulk. Maybe. And doesn't have that sensor in his brain connection that lets him feel pain. Maybe not. And. Or maybe they were just like bad at the stun gun. (laughs) I I don't really know. Potentially, but I feel like even two men with batons probably gonna be able to hit you. Yeah, could make a mess out of you. You can't, you can't fight them both off. Nine. 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 Crazy. He, what is it? What is it you can be on? LSD? That makes you like insanely strong and not LSD. No. Uh, mm. Salts. Yeah, but there's another. I mean, that one makes you like crazy, crazy. But there's another one that makes you like really strong. Crystal meth. I think it's crystal meth. I thought that just made you like get shit done. But I think it also. Oh, shit. Damn it. I thought I knew something, Diana. <laughs> Next week's episode, we'll tell you which drug makes you able to take down nine cops. I just feel like this is where we reveal how deeply uncool we are. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, mm. our motto is that we know nothing and also don't end up on. Right. So uh, there we go. Um, for for that one, he was arrested on eight charges, cash bail of those eight charges was set at $2,500. What? But was reduced to 1000 a month later. I I didn't realize I, you could bargain. I was going to say, under what circumstances are they like, oh, you couldn't come up with that? You know what? Let's just give you a discount. Well, they put them on clearance? Like, right. we can't get anybody to take you for 2500 so we'll try for 1000 Right, because we really want you out. Right, but even with that, it took Mumsy until December to bail him out. Wow. He was released on pre-trial conditions, which included home confinement with a GPS device and a ban on driving. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like that is at least a good, a good move. Not that, I'm guessing it's not enforced. <laughs> it was not. So it was December. He was uh, released with the GPS and all that. On February 12th of this year, an arrest warrant was issued for him because he cut off the GPS device. Well, yes. That is also a problem with those devices. Like, by the time you get the alert that I've cut it off, you no longer know where I am. Right. You only know where it is. Right. When I mean, it, you know where I was. If you can get there really fast, you're good. Well, it sounds like he, <laughs> for him, like tried to follow the rules for a while. I guess he had a baby. Well, it's. He probably didn't have a baby. He did not. But the lady attached to. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> the baby mama. Attached to what? What? What was she attached to? Oh, I mean, nothing good. <laughs> but the the lady having the baby that was his was having the baby. <laughs> and he, because he was on home confinement, he actually went to the judge and was like, she's having a baby. I'd like to go to the hospital to be there. And the judge was like, yeah, totally do your thing. Right. 
but then on February he's like eh, no more right now now I've now I'm tired and I don't want to do now this I'm anymore. done yeah now I have a two month old it screams a lot right <laughs> I want out I want out I'm gonna cut this thing off so that no one can bring me back yeah I don't know that that was actually the reasoning but I feel like having I, had a two month old I think that I think that was exactly the was probably it. <laughs> also it is meth. Is it makes you like crazy strong and violent and aggressive and yeah. And like if you are, I guess maybe even if you're not prone to it, but especially if you are prone to violence and aggression, then you can, you can take down nine police officers. So I should also maybe not do math, go on math. Well, I mean, I feel like that's just a good rule of thumb. In May of this year, our friend Stuart, not friend. This year? This year. So while I was having my birthday a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was driving through the Six Corners neighborhood of Springfield mm-hmm. when police pulled him over for a broken tail light. When the police exited their car, he bolted. Yes. Now, if you're keeping track, this is the fifth documented time yeah. that he refused to stop for police. Right. The police pursued him in their car. They eventually boxed him in in the neighborhood. Good. So he slammed into the police cruiser trying to escape. Oh, good lord. He is not the Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not ever going to work for you guys. <laughs> so he was pulled from the car at gunpoint, and he wrestled with police. He was eventually handcuffed, placed into the police car. There was a woman in the car with Weldon. And she told officers that he'd been holding her captive at a house in Springfield for over a month. Oh, my God. At this house, he had beat her and sexually assaulted her and repeatedly threatened to kill her. She was taken for a month. For a month. She was taken to a local hospital where she was treated for a possible fractured jaw, stab wounds to her abdomen, marks Holy from being shit. hit with a blunt object, which I believe was a hammer, bruises, scrapes, and... I quote, a festering leg infection. Oh, my gosh. She is expected to make a full recovery. That's amazing. She has not been named, but she is the mother of two of his children, including the one that he got the the okay from the judge to attend the birth of. Good God. So then she was obviously with him for more than a month. So he just, she tried to leave and he wouldn't let her. Yeah. I don't know that she was living there particularly voluntarily. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm mad. I don't know if there is is more coming here in a second, but just in... Oh, my God. She's nodding at me. We couldn't have seen this coming and stopped it back when it was, like, the first time he kidnapped somebody. <laughs> so remind me to tell you what Dwight said about all of this. Mm. It's at the end. On May 29th of this year, I would like to take a pause to say that May 29th is the birthday of loyal listener Elizabeth. Happy birthday, Zippy. It was... (laughs) Happy birthday. Also, the anniversary of my engagement. (gasps) And four days after my birthday. Yes. It was a good week. It was a great week. For for us. And... Not so great for this guy. Well, then it was an even better week for us. <laughs> yeah, well, true that. Also Memorial Day weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend, which is why it took him a few days to be arraigned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This all happened on Sunday. He didn't get into uh, in front of a judge until the 29th, which was a Tuesday this year. Yep. So on the 29th, he was arraigned. He pled not guilty. <laughs> 
to kidnapping. Bad news for you, dude. Dude. Pled not guilty to kidnapping with serious bodily injury, threat to commit a crime, parentheses murder, resisting erect, and five related charges. Citing the, quote, grotesque and violent nature of the woman's injuries and his criminal history, and the fact that he had three active warrants and a revoked driver's license, bail was set at a million dollars. Good. The next week... Oh, no. He was also charged with kidnapping and assault to rape that happened in February of this year, allegedly. The victim in that case is not the same woman that is... Oh my God. The victim in the May 20, the May case. So bail was set for an additional $1 million for those charges. Good. I mean, at least we're getting it right now. We're getting there. So the day after he was arraigned, so the 30th, his mother, with whom he was living, called 911. Wait. Was he keeping this woman, the mother of his children, at the house with his mom? Yeah. And she didn't do anything about it? I mean, obviously, she's not the most stellar parent. Well, it's a little bit unclear, again, depending, and information's still coming out, which I almost, like, didn't do this because there's going to be more, but we're just going to have to do updates later. Yeah. She definitely owned the house. A few of the reports made it sound like she lived there and that he and the, the baby mama and the baby lived there, and maybe the other kid... Because they were, of course, removed by CPS. Mm, right. Um, but I, I guess I don't know for sure whether she lived in the house. I, I think so, but not 100% sure. Okay. So it's potentially she did not know. Maybe. Okay. So he has $2 million. $2 million dollar bail. Re- so he is not home. He is not at home. He is he is definitely in jail. He is staying there. There is no way he's if he couldn't come up twenty five hundred dollars, he can't or, come up with two million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she calls nine one one. So she calls nine one one to report an odor. <gasps> oh no! Officers arrived that evening, and that's when they began to find the bodies. Oh my god! Three bodies were found. In and around the home, according to the district attorney. That all started to smell at the same time? Maybe his mom has a bad sense of smell like I do. I feel like if the smell is strong enough for you to call 911. Which again makes me think maybe she didn't live there. Right. That would make more sense if he went away. So she came to her house. Well, right. And the the woman... The other woman's in the hospital. Well, she was in the hospital. The kids had been taken away. Right. So, yeah, I suppose, you know, at least making sure, like, is it locked? Right. Is there stuff out? You know, whatever. Right. Is there anything here I can sell to bail my shit kid out of jail again? Right. A million dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. No, there's definitely not. Three bodies. Found in and around the home. America Leiden was 34. She was also known as America, damn it, Canales? I don't know. Okay. She was reported missing on December 1st of last year, although Uh. the person who reported her missing stated that she hadn't been seen by friends or family since June of last year. (gasps) And they waited like six months to tell anyone? Yeah. 
she had had a missing persons report filed on her in the past. She mm. had also served time in jail, and her family reported that she was involved in drugs. So it was maybe not unusual for her to go missing for some amount of time. Kind of sounded like it. That's um, sad. Once she was reported missing, apparently police did actually try to find her, but they they were not able to locate her. Right. Kayla Escalante was a 27-year-old mother of a toddler who was uh. homeless while she was pregnant. She was living under a bridge when a member of the New Day Church visited her. She got involved in the church. She was invited to live with a member of the congregation, and soon she was building a network of friends. She moved into subsidized housing for homeless expectant mothers, and her daughter, Lyric, was born in December of 2015. She was last seen in December of 2017, and she was never reported missing. Oh. The people at her church and other friends that had been interviewed basically said that they assumed she'd been using drugs again. And they didn't find it particularly odd that they hadn't seen or heard from her in, in several months. Or what happened to her kid? Don't know. They just... I, I am not convinced the kid was with her. Um, I That maybe they took the, yeah, the child away she, or she gave her up. Yeah, or... she'd been picked up... Late last year, I think it was, um, she and her mom had some kind of altercation and there was like a restraining order. And even her dad said like he hadn't seen her in, in quite a few years. Like she was altogether gotcha. troubled. And they, I think it was the pastor of the church they interviewed, like they have pictures of her. She looks really happy. Like they have pictures of her being baptized and oh. she was really accepted in this community and was doing really well. And he said something to the effect of like as as quickly as she'd appeared, she was gone again. And they kind of figured, like, started using again. Yeah, but that sucks. I, I mean, still mention it. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, I just, it sucks that, that if she had made such a dramatic change, I mean, I realized that any sort of long-term drug use that puts you out on the street, eventually, like, that's a hard thing to get away from forever. But... Not even the benefit of the doubt, like not well, even not concern. even to check, not yeah, right. and maybe there's more to it, but right, you know, she was active on social media, and then she wasn't, and nobody was like, well, that's messed up, right? Wonder where she went. Surely she would have told me. Yeah, and she had, um, like she'd had boyfriends in the interim. You know, somebody was, somebody must have missed her. Somebody had to have, and nobody. Like, I just don't get that. No. If you went missing, I would call yeah. the cops. Also, if I go missing, it's never voluntary. Right? Like, at at the very, like, most innocent, I have gotten hopelessly lost. Please send help. Right. But I, I'm never going to go missing intentionally. Mm -mm. So, feel free. No. Call the cops. No. And I need to be looked for. <laughs> I'm, I'm not smart enough to, like, go underground and disappear. <laughs> no. Also, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. Like, I... I'm mm -mm. not sure that there are a whole lot of circumstances where I'd even consider it. No. And not, without my, not without my kid. Right. If my whole family goes missing, then maybe, like, poke around a little bit, but see if, you know, if, they're, if it looks like we're in witness protection, like, don't poke around too much because you might accidentally find us. Right. But... If it's just me. Again, I don't know that I'm that smart. Like, if a quick Google search doesn't come up with something, I'm probably <laughs> out. <laughs> Where is Aaron Plyme? Ernestine Ryans was reported missing on March 18th of this year. 
But the person who reported her missing said that she hadn't been seen since March 8th. So only 10 days. That's more reasonable, especially depending on what your lifestyle is like. I feel like I feel like if anyone in my life goes missing, I'm going to probably call someone right away. Mm-hmm. But I think there are probably people for whom 10 days is a good time to right. wait. Well, and the person who filed this missing persons said that Ernestine had gone missing before, but never for such a long period. Right, right. She was the mom of two daughters, aged 25 and 12, and also had grandchildren. She had struggled with drug addiction. She didn't have uh, much of an online footprint. So this, since this is all really new, there's not a ton in the news about these women as individuals. But okay. there was one of those like listicle things where they were able to mine social media and come up with some stuff and, and all of that. Right. And this woman just didn't really have any of that. She, uh-huh. you know, she was 47. She's not into the Facebook, you know, that kind right. of stuff. Right. But I, when I was Googling to see what I could find out about her, I couldn't really find much of anything, except that I did find a story from 2002 that she'd been arrested twice in one day. Twice in one day? Yeah, it made the papers. Once for disorderly conduct, and then later in the day for second degree harassment and second degree threatening. She also had some, some priors, including prostitution and failing to appear in court. So all of these are what, they're all very high risk sort of lifestyles right Mm -hmm. and potentially i feel like he could have lured all of these women with drugs yeah so the aunt who needs to just hush and and Mm. stay out it sounds like his whole family should just shut their mouths jesus um so the aunt that's been talking to every reporter that will listen apparently went on and on in one interview about how you know, he'd always been a little off and he was probably off his meds, but she was never really sure whether he was on any meds and not really sure what's wrong with him. And maybe in like, so maybe he had mental health problems. Maybe not. Nobody like she she, just wanted someone to listen to her. Right. She's really just talking out of her ass. And then, you know, somebody's like, did he work? And she's like, "Mm, he sold drugs, but no, like nowhere else is that indicated. Like he was never picked up on drug charges. Right. And he got arrested for everything else. Right. Um, so I can't imagine that he would be, you know, be good at hiding the drug yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this aunt is totally talking out of her ass. But then one of his cousins, who has the same last name, apparently went on social media and was like, yep, that's my cousin. If any news organizations want to talk to me, six figures. Oh, my God. Right. Which I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, I don't know if they pay for that sort of thing or not. I'm sure they do. But also... Like, apparently, ABC or some affiliate called. And again, he posts on Facebook, like, no, ABC, I want six figures. Like, I don't feel like that's an appropriate negotiating technique. No, no. So, yeah. Well, funnily enough, like, the aunt was uh, his dead father's sister. Gotcha. And, you know, she said something to the effect of, we didn't really associate with his mom's family because they're all a bunch of criminals. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a little step back here. Right. Let's revisit your, I believe, son. Right. (laughs) Trying to make money off this whole thing. And it sounds like they they didn't really know him terribly well. Right, right. Which validates the we didn't associate with him. And yet, if well, you... we didn't associate with the family, with with like his 
mom's family. Oh, okay. Which again, like I don't associate with my sister's in-laws. That would seem weird. Right. I mean, they're nice when I run into them, like when my sister gets married, that's fine. Right. But right. We don't spend holidays together. Right. Right. Yeah. And she's fine with now getting attention and like, even right. though she obviously is clueless about anything going on. Right. So it really has no insight at all. Right. Other than he's, you know, kind of a piece of shit, which we knew. I guess I was thinking with the luring people with drugs kind of thing, um, that might explain the second woman that um, was homeless when she was pregnant, that why everybody assumed she was back into drugs is if she had started using Right. Before she left, and that's how he lured her. Right. I'm just trying to come up with some reason why they didn't worry about this poor woman. <laughs> you know, her mom had a restraining order against her. Her dad hadn't talked to her in ages. And he even said, I mean, he didn't sound like a stellar parent either. In one interview, he said, like, yeah, you know, we we lived together for a while, but I worked night, or I was on the road, and she worked nights. And I, like, even though we li- technically lived in the same place, I never saw her. Right. So he wasn't attentive. Like he wasn't the type of dad that expected yeah. a call every Sunday. Right. And right. mom didn't want her around at all. Right. Which I'm sure was not like just completely undeserved and whatever. I'm there. There were somewhere in there. There's some cause and effect. Yeah. Probably a little bit on both sides, but at the same time. Right. Especially if somebody is making an effort, like just right, and had like a really good community. Like these people at her church really liked yeah. and cared for her, and were trying to support yeah. her. And I feel like they're took her in, and you yeah. know, did all of the right things. Right, they owe it to her just a little bit to at least say, "Hey, where'd she go?" Right. Has anyone seen her? No. Is there a welfare check? Do we know where she's living? Like, right. Ping her on Facebook. Right. Could she have been kidnapped and probably raped and murdered by this crazy person? Right. Who doesn't stay in jail. Like, although At he all. deeply should. <sighs> um, what did Dwight say? Oh, we're not quite there yet. Oh. Well, no, we'll go there. So Dwight, <laughs> uh, uh, Dwight is the childhood former friend. Right. Uh, slash former criminal partner. He now lives in Jamaica. I don't know whether that is Queens or Jamaica. Jamaica. When he was asked by a reporter whether he was surprised that three bodies had been found at this dude's house, his response was, not really. Oh, my God. <laughs> surprised it wasn't more. <sighs> they they haven't ruled that out. Uh, that there are more. Well, I guess it's not been that long since they found them. It hasn't. No, it's been a little over a month uh, as of the date of recording. The autopsy reports are not expected to be released until mid this month or later. Right. They do not know how the women died. They do not know when the women died. I'm going to guess blunt object and or stabbing in the abdomen. Maybe. Um, the other thing, that they don't know how he knows any of these women. They don't know how he became connected to any of these women. Yeah. He is still in jail, but with not having $2 million, he has not yet been charged with the murders of Escalante, Lydon, and Ryans. The pre-trial hearing that was supposed to happen, I think like this week, has been postponed. They're hoping to get autopsy reports and whatnot. Sure, sure. And 
the last story I saw on any of this was the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, there just hasn't been much going on. Right. They're not releasing things. The reporters that have asked for information, everything has been heavily, heavily, heavily redacted, including like an inventory of the house. It was just all blacked out. Right. right. Um, the woman who was involved in the February incident, um, a lot of the paperwork around that has been, what's the word they used? It wasn't recalled, but it was like suppressed somehow by the court to uh-huh. preserve her anonymity and, and the sure. details of this and, and that sort of thing. The police are asking. They figure there are more victims. Yeah. Um, asking people to step forward and say whether they think they've maybe run into this guy or are missing anybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. So somebody went randomly missing and you didn't bother to report them missing. Right. Maybe now is a good time. Well, that's effective. Um, The one time I was involved in the criminal justice system as a victim, Mm -hmm. I spoke up because I saw him in the paper. Right. Right. And several other women did the same. Right. Uh, I think there were five of us involved in the second trial. Right. So it's effective. You know, there are people that don't necessarily speak up, whether they're marginalized, whether they just don't want to. Yeah. You know, whatever reasons that, you know, the millions and millions of reasons that women have for not speaking up. Yeah. And it's, especially if they're marginalized and he's preying on like drug users and people that are right. intermittently homeless and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like. Yeah. No, absolutely. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone powerless or worried that other things are going to come out or with a distrust of the police or, I mean, any, lots of. Well, it's so amazing to think that, you know, when we talk about some of the vintage cases and, you know, you look at H.H. Holmes's victims just to, Mm -hmm. you know, just to have a number of them where, you know, these are women that went to Chicago for the World's Fair to have a job during this. Right. And, you know, they don't come home again. All right. She found adventure in the big city, probably found a boy. Yeah. Communication wasn't that great. Chicago was a really long ways away. That's how things went sometimes. Right. This is 2017, 2018. Right. I have a thing in my pocket at all times that will tell you, like, the only reason my mom is ever cool that I take an Uber is because I am tracked. So if I ever get in an Uber and you never see me again, you know where the body is. Right. Right. (laughs) And who's responsible and who to ask. And yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, right. And even... And I do the same thing. And I always text like a picture of the the driver and everything to whoever, mm-hmm. usually my husband. But um, yeah, no, we are so connected. And it sounds like even she was connected. Even, I mean. The, with the one woman, you know, she posted a picture in December of her with her now toddler talking about, I, like, I love everything. I love my family. Everything's great. <sighs> and then nothing. And nobody. Right. Nobody at some point was like, wow, we haven't heard from Kayla in a while. Right. Or Kayla. She went by K on Facebook. Um, but yeah, just nobody. Well, and I feel like with my very limited knowledge of, of dealers and drug users and all of that, that they're still connected. Like one of the last things that you give up in your pursuit for drugs or because you are unemployed and have no resources is a phone or, Mm. you know, an internet connection and social media. Like if you, if that is part of your life at all, that's the thing you hold on to. Right. So even if she'd gone back to drugs, I would still expect to hear something Mm -hmm. from her at least for a while right 
not immediately just gone. Right. Well, and even when you think about, you know, how many times have we heard about like a guy that's holed up in his house, you know, either just by himself being suicidal and weird or whatever, or, you know, holding hostages and he's like posting updates on Facebook. Like, yes. Yeah. Like Jordan. Have a hostage with me. Lol. Right. <laughs> you know? Look how pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Selfie with the hostage. Yeah. But yeah, just nothing. Which again, you know, I know that's the wrong group of people to be angry with in this case, but I <laughs> I know, but I also like it's mind blowing. It's not very Christian. It is not. But I have thoughts about that that I'm not gonna get into. I, I do offense. too, but I, I feel like like they did such a good job. Like yeah. this is the instance where they really tried to reach out and save her and like put her on a good path. And there's this really great picture of her being baptized and apparently at this particular church and it sounded like kind of a, you know, an evangelical church, Mm -hmm. they make t-shirts for the people that are about to be baptized that say I've decided. Oh, that's cool. And so they've got this picture of her and she looks so happy. Yeah. Like she's clearly surrounded by people she cares for and that care for her. And then for her to peace out for a little bit and they're like, well, probably back on the drugs. Come on, you can do better. Right. Right. Well, but so many people in this story screwed up. Like, obviously, his parents didn't do a great job. And I mean, the one just died to get out of it. Well, okay. So that's <laughs> that's an unfair assessment. But Well, it is. I mean, that'll mess with you. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that there hadn't already been damage done by that point. How old was he when? He was 19. One of the stories I read said something about his dad died when he was an early teen. And it wasn't. He was 19. Okay. Well, then... Then some damage had been done that dad when it was the same didn't prevent. Right. When it was the same year that like the first kidnapping happened. Right. And I don't know how the dad died. Right. Um you know, that that could have a little something to do with it. I mean, that's yeah. still a very formative yeah. part of your life, but yeah. you know. Well, and it, it is totally unfair to blame parents for what their kids do because I do know there are some awesome parents who end up with kids that just break rules through whatever right. and but I feel like there should have at least been something yeah well there's no control he was an only child yeah so it's not like you know if all of them turn out to be shitheads right <laughs> no there's only true. one out of a group well right. you know there's always one yeah no I that's true but, but still like they I just don't think you can live with someone. I think you can live with someone and not know they're a monster, but I'm not sure you can raise someone and never have an inkling that they're a monster. Like giving them totally the benefit of the doubt that they did everything right as parents and yet he was a monster. I still feel like they should know. Yeah. Well, in again, he started like kidnapping and sexually assaulting and being convicted at 19. Right. And the thing that gets me is out of all of the resisting arrest, fleeing, biting of yes. police officers, assaulting people in front of police officers, all of these things, like I couldn't find a lot of the time that he was convicted for any of it. Like he was arrested right. a bunch. He was arraigned a bunch. There were a couple of, there was at least one plea bargain. There was the three years of probation for kidnapping and sexual assault, or I guess it was, maybe he just got kidnapping. I don't remember. Um, there was 
a jail stint, but I wasn't able to find out that there was more than that. And right. one of the articles that really tried to dig into the multi-state criminal history, a lot of the, the items ended with like resolution unclear. So there probably wasn't a conviction because that would have showed up. Right, right. And that's public record, so it would be very easy to find. Right. So was it dismissed? Was it still ongoing? Right. Could they not find him? Right. Was it not, not worth extraditing between the states? Like, I don't know. Well, and it's also not like we live... I mean, this was not 40 years ago or 100 years ago. Or no. not, we have this the internet. This was last year. Everyone knows all the things he's done. I can look it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no excuse for like, well... Maybe this is your first offense, or we don't know that you're a bad... No, he was a bad dude when he was 19. It has been many, 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 many many years. When that's the first thing... Like, when I was dating, before I met my husband, the first thing I did was Google the guy I was going to go out with. Absolutely. Which is how I found out that one guy uh, shared a name with somebody who was like... I don't know if he was on the lam or if he'd been convicted or was murdered a bunch of people in like Kansas City. <laughs> it's a near miss. Right. But you, like this was back in my online dating days. So I'm looking at the picture that this guy sent me and I have his full name and I'm like, and I Google him and I see all this horrible shit. Right. Picture very different. Right. <laughs> so either you are being very dangerously catfished or. Right. It's coincidence. Well, I think maybe the other guy was in jail or something, but I remember telling him like, yeah, so he Googled you and he's like, oh man, I should warn people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably should. It was very disconcerting. <laughs> and yet, can you really lead with that? So we're going out on Friday. I just wanted to let you know. When no. you Google me and it's a murder, that's not me. I didn't murder anyone. Well, and it was, oh God, so this would have been like 2004. So online dating was not, like people still thought I was going to be serial murdered. Well, yes. Although that would be quite a challenge. <laughs> it would be. Um, Maybe people just weren't as extensively searching as they do. I don't know. I right. did. Right. But it must have come up in conversation at some point for him to know that he should warn other people. I just think it would be very amusing for him to be like, so I really like Mexican food and I'm not a murderer and I went to college in. So so funnily (laughs) enough, he was Mexican. Oh, my God. (laughs) That does not necessarily mean that he liked Mexican food. No, it doesn't. But it was just funny that that's exactly where you went. Mostly, I was thinking we're having tacos again at my house. Ooh, yum. I love tacos. Tacos are good. All right. So, this one, I gave it a title as well. I'm trying to like channel Jordan, I think. We have to go back. I'm sorry. I gave mine a title. Oh. Um, Well, so I gave it two because this just went much longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, So, the overall title for this week is Oh My God, So Much Crime. But the title for this story, somebody was quoted when they were talking about this guy as saying that he had a robust criminal record. I don't... The connotations of robust, I mean, it's not technically incorrect. I I just picture this guy when asked about it, like, doing the, like, he has a... Hmm, how do I say this? 
robust right. <laughs> criminal record. Let me put this as nicely as possible. Right. I just that it just it tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that is that is an accurate description. I think it is. Um, all right, so mine is called stuck. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and the part about this that I love the most, and it's very very short, is that um, it is. The, the quotes from the police officers at the end. So we'll get there last. <laughs> so this story takes place in Manchester, December of 2016. Manchester, England? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So the victim in this case is unnamed. Uh, and and it's a very it was a very short article anyway. Like anonymous or like his parents couldn't be bothered? Uh, like anonymous. <laughs> okay. Not like Charles Manson? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I presume... This person's parents could be bothered, but also because they were unnamed, they were also ungendered. So I don't have any idea if it was a man or a woman. Oh, that so makes we're it awkward use to our talk imagination. about. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so this unnamed homeowner arrives home to find that their house has been trashed mm. and like robbed. Um, and so they are, and a lot of this is like just presumption on my part. I imagine that the way we get to this next part is that they are looking through their house, surveying the damage, considering calling police. Like, uh, at some point, this unnamed homeowner ends up in the second story bathroom. Okay. Okay. So, like, is walking through the rooms, looking, and walks into the bathroom. I don't know. Is bawling uncontrollably and goes in to get a tissue whatever it doesn't matter has to pee because they just got home has to pee because they just got home and i'll call 911 the moment i'm done peeing right it might be a minute the robber is still there <gasps> shit kind of in the bathroom more so that he had tried to climb out of the second story bathroom window and it wasn't so much the 15-foot drop below the window that stopped him being successful, but somehow, and I am so unclear about this, but I would love a diagram, uh, got the his entire body out and his head got stuck. Wait, what? I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. Maybe the window fell on him. That, it would have had to be, because if you've, like... Yeah, whole body out the window. My torso is way bigger than my head. I would hope. I mean, I'm, a, I'm that a, unless you're a newborn, whose shoulders still should be wider than their head. But I would hope that it's a significant difference in any any person. Right. Hips and shoulders ought to definitely be wider. Than well, but even like, I'm thinking of like the skinniest person I know. Even her head is smaller than like her hips. Right, so, and. And your head turns, so it's not even like I was really flat and squeezed myself through a narrow opening, but then I couldn't get my chin and my skull through. Right. So it had to have fallen. I I have no, I have no idea. Oh my goodness. All I know is that when the police arrived from the outside, they could see, and there are photos, so I will post them. Yes. Um, 47-year-old Sean Crawshaw. His ass hanging out the window. Wow. His knees were on the windowsill of the the window. And his feet were just dangling. Like <gasps> his knees were on the very edge of the sill. Which, 
I mean, luckily for him, the window was shaped differently than my windows were because my windows, if you get your body out, it's pretty much flush with the siding. But this one had a little bit of a lip, so he had a place for his knees. Oh, my Because gosh. his head was still stuck in the window frame. I bet he needed a chiropractor after that. Well. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, so it took them 20 minutes to get him out. Wait. Open the window. Climb back in. Or, like, get him a ladder and open the window so his head can come out. Somehow or was it 15 minutes of laughing right? And five minutes of getting it done? Goodness. I mean, okay, so but if, if we assume that the window fell on his head, and that's how his head got stuck when the rest of his body was out, then he must have also not been able to lift it back up. So you know what I'm wondering? So these windows, the top comes down, so you oh. can clean them, which I don't understand how that makes it easier, nor am I ever going to clean them but (laughs) but that would make sense because i wonder if like if he's crawling out the top window if they were using it as like a transom Uh uh-huh because i do that sometimes sure like use it as a transom and maybe he crawled out like that would be good with the knee distance too because if if he was out the bottom of the window like your knees can't get to the sill unless you are really very bendy well and he did look pretty bent over in the pictures like his and and it's just a picture of his ass, really. Right. But, but and up in the air. But it looked like his knees and head were likely level. So uh, here's the other the other piece of information is that his ear got injured as they were getting him out. And the article very clearly said he injured his ear while we were getting him out, not like we heard him. Um, but I also wonder too, like. Could he have gotten caught on something? And was Did afraid to go all the way piercing out? piercing or a something that caught him? Yeah. I mean, I suppose that seems reasonable. If he was worried that he would, like, rip, rip off out. a piece. Yeah. I don't know. If I were in the middle of escaping from a house and the homeowner was coming in to the bathroom, I might... Might rip off a piece. I might call that ear good. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I either. I don't know how this happened at all. Oh, my. Um, but he has been sentenced to two and a half years, actually two years and five months um, for his crimes. Um, they, This was in February 2017 that they sentenced him. So it from from finding him dangling out of a window until sentencing was only two months, which seems like a reasonable amount of time. Good job, England. Right? Um, they did read him his rights or they... They call it cautioning, or they did in this article, cautioned him while he was dangling in the air. Because <laughs> I suppose that they couldn't arrest him, a.k.a. rescue him, until that had happened. I suppose. Cover cover the bases. Uh, so here are the wonderful quotes. One officer said he was framed. Oh! <laughs> and then said... It was nice of him to hang around. <laughs> you know he'd been sitting on those. Oh, yes. <laughs> he was just waiting for somebody to get caught in it. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Worst way to end up. Oh, no good. <laughs> so, shout outs, messages, announcements. What have you got? Aaron, we have shout outs. Woo! So before this first shout out, we actually have an apology. 
yes, not admitting any culpability, but definitely owe an apology uh, no, anyway. Um, so Chris Kelly gave us a lovely shout out. And I am so sorry, Chris. We ch- I check every day. It didn't show up for like three weeks. So right. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm so sorry. I, thank I, you. Yes. Uh, uh, left a review, right? He left a review yes. yep, on our Facebook page. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. We love you too. <laughs> and then uh, Kimberly... I'm sorry I didn't hear back from you before we recorded. And so I am going to butcher your name. I am. So Kimberly, please, Fliss, mm-hmm. Kimberly F. Kimberly F. So glad to have you in the group. Thank you for leaving a review. We appreciate all yes. of our reviews. Yes. If you would like to receive a shout out, please rate and review us on iTunes or Facebook or your podcast catcher of choice. We do give shout outs for all reviews, but we like the five star ones the best. It's true. You will get the most love from us for a five star review. Absolutely. A special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, We recently redid all of our Patreon rewards and levels, and they are very funny, and you should go have a look at them. Even if you have no intention of supporting us, I think you should go and appreciate their tears because they are real creative. They are pretty great. Um, I had like this half-baked idea and then 10 minutes later Aaron had put it all together with like pictures and everything and it's uh-huh. amazing so go have a look at it I do have a couple pictures left to load though I gotta I gotta get in there and do yeah that. maybe before this episode comes out I have an idea for the last one. Oh, I'm so excited okay and also concerned no 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 it'll be a good one okay um so do check out our patreon even just to look at them because they're pretty great right we then do- you can giggle appreciate us and give us some money yes that, <laughs> that would be lovely if you don't mind we give monthly shout out to all of our uh, patrons through Patreon. Um, so I think because we did it last week, we'll just do it on the first episode we record every month. I believe that is even the wording on Patreon. So we'll I'm not check positive, us out. But I think it is. All right. So stay tuned, Patreon folks. Yes. You can follow Crime Crazy on Facebook at facebook.com slash crimecrazypod. From there, you can catch up on the conversation by joining the Crime Crazy group. We're having all sorts of fun in there. Yes, and we've had a bunch new, a bunch of new people come yes. this past week. So, like, we are growing. Actually, I was looking at it the other day, and have we exceeded a hundred people in there? Not quite. Ah, uh, so you could be the hundredth person. <gasps> Special shout out to the hundredth person. Special shout out to the hundredth person. Unless so. it potentially happens before this airs, in which case. You may still get a special we're, shout we're out. We're still going to do a special <laughs> shout out. Special shout out. I think we should do a special shout out for like all of the hundreds. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. Hundredth review, double special shout out. Oh my gosh. Like there's going to be a special prize for that one. Yeah. We should write down all of these promises we're making. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Crime Crazy Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Crime Crazy Pod. You can visit our website at crimecrazypodcast.com or email us at crimecrazypodcast at gmail.com. Before I get to our personal follows, I do want to give a special thank you to Brian. Yes. Um, Brian does a really cool thing that when he is listening to Crime Crazy, he actually tweets it out that he's listening yes. to the episode, which we love. Thank you. Yes. That is amazing. And if the rest of you uh, like to hook all of your apps up together and want to do the same thing, it makes us feel all happy inside and helps new people discover crime crazy. It does. It is so wonderful. Although really, to be fair, everything Brian does is wonderful. She's a really big fan of yours. I am. (laughs) Sorry I missed our podcast this month. 
She had a really good excuse. She was in miserable oh shape my God, yesterday. Oh, was so miserable. <laughs> it was not. It was not cool. All right. You can follow us on Twitter. You're at... Erin Pline. I'm at Diana underscore Secon. And on Instagram, you're at... Epline. And I'm at Classy underscore Broad underscore MSP. So, Diana, now that we have discussed all of the various ways they can participate do you have any advice i do when you have a loved one in jail yes i don't think you can count on the fact that they are going to reduce bail no i think that's probably out of the ordinary yeah i mean but again i know nothing about our legal system (laughs) i know nothing about our legal system but i think that you can't expect your son to be put on clearance much like that instant pot you've had your eye on it's not going to show up on amazon deal days (laughs) it is almost amazon day it'll be passed by the time this comes out it's true hope you guys got something great yes there's all sorts (laughs) of really good deals yes not that Amazon is our sponsor or anything. <laughs> hey, Amazon. Hey, Amazon. We, we've given up on Wawa. But if you want a really good deal. Well, I think we have to give up on Wawa because we don't have those up here. <gasps> well, Wawa, you screwed that up. Do they sponsor podcasts? Oh, no, probably not. But we just <laughs> always try to get them to sponsor us. <laughs> Because every podcast, Jordan ate Wawa while we recorded. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> And don't end up on next week's episode.